Danse, Gakyo, this is two singers, one Muslim. Okay, Nixoko eggs, two singers, one drum, the Gakima. That was weird. Dude, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, two singers, one drum, episode three. I'm going to just get right into it. You know, we've been talking about this moment for a long time coming. Only about a week. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've we've seen many moments through the year of 2023. You know, we've seen some really funny moments, some real serious moments, and some really, you know, positive moments, I guess you can say. But, um... We've been we've been thinking together on this and we came up with top five moments for twenty twenty three. Yeah. Basically native internet twenty twenty three. This includes social media, like so like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, which I'm compile things that were I don't know. Stuff that we remember, stuff that people were talking about. Stuff we find funny. Yeah, in twenty twenty three. Anyway, my name is Matt. I'm Pavel. And yeah, you're on two singers, one drum. You know, you're getting the video portion of this right now. And then for those listening to Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, you'll just hear the audio, but you can also link to the video later. So if you want to see, we'll try to do image descriptions if we're talking about things. Other than that, we'll just kind of tell you where you could find those videos so you can have that visual component if you don't get some of the stuff like that. But yeah, visual component as in like the smoke signals we're sending right now for our viewers, pretty much. Hey, really? And then some of the audio. <laughs> like that. Did you hear that one? That was humble. I know. You know, that, that gave me the pickle. <laughs> you know, our ancestors watching over us. I know. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We're trying to use a soundboard, so if you hear some of those. That is what it is. All right. So we'll get into it. So some of our top five. All right. I think this year was the year of the long drumstick. I've seen that like everywhere I went this year, dude. It even made it all the way out to BC. I still literally there was a big drumstick. I even even went to Washington for a pound. I remember seeing like a really long ass drumstick, dude. It traveled. It made its way out. Year of the drumstick. Year of the long drumstick. Yeah, that's the thing. Even it was in um, Kainai. I don't know who started it. I don't know. Oh. Do you know who started the long drumstick? No, but I've seen that someone was doing a hand drum raffle. Yeah. And i seen it came with a real big-ass drumstick. Like, probably, like, I don't even know how long this is. I think they were, like, almost five feet. Yeah. I think longer, six feet. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably as tall as us. I've seen some videos and stuff of people with the long drumstick. Yeah, that made its way all over. I don't even know how that became a thing, but it's a thing. Yeah, that's true. And you know, the long drumstick will show it radio. Yeah, I'll be up here. Yeah, so that was... I've seen people trying to drum with it, though. I've seen that. It's too flimsy. It's real flexible. It's not durable. It's not ideal for for drum contest. You'll go off beat with that. Well, I also think it's good if you're like almost late for drum roll call. All right, here we go. Drum roll call. 
So if you're late, then you can make it there. <laughs> that <is> <laughs> this will be you when you when you're running late to the drumroll court. <laughs> Somebody help me! <laughs> and then you get cut. <laughs> you're like you're cut. All right. Anyway, so I don't know. We'll start light. We'll make our way through, and then so yeah, that's like one of my top five things I've seen last year. Jumpstick. Number four. Number four. Well, there's a few things, you know, going on native Facebook. Yeah. And I think, like, everyone kind of has, like, there's, like, mutual friends. And then you just see things get posted from, like, other friends, I feel like, who, like, know someone. Sometimes I'm out of the loop. My Facebook is, like, friends and family. But then I always just see stuff that, like, makes its way and it gets filtered through. And then I see it on my Facebook. So it's it's just, like, that moment when you hear something from your friend their mom, their daughter, co-worker's mom's daughter's cousin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but some way they're not related. That's just like, <laughs> that's their in-law. <laughs> and then you're just like, yeah, I know them. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> so anyway, we will. Another one that I have. I got to find that video. I haven't been able to find it. I'm going to look for it. But that singer versus pigeon. I don't think I've seen that. So basically what's happening, they're all singing. I don't know. It might be like, I don't know if it's a contest. It might be a contest. But then the pigeon, the pigeon fly down, they're all jetting. And then it hits that guy that I, I know who that, I know exactly what video you're talking about. That was a pile somewhere in the States. Showtime. I think it was Showtime singing. And then that bird hit one of the singers. Mm -hmm. I think I think his name is Tevin. I'm pretty sure I seen that and just like hit his head. <laughs> and everybody started laughing while they're singing. And they still kept going. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it was like maybe an inner tribal or a grand entry. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was an inner tribal person Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was a good one. So that was like another thing. I just seen that recently. And you just seen that recently. That's that's a pretty good moment. Yeah, and it's got shared on Facebook. It was on YouTube or anything. That's what I mean. It's got shared. So that was like probably. They're so serious, dude. They still sounded good. <laughs> but did you see that from a like a family friend, or did you see that off of your family's friends, cousins, daughters, coworkers, cousins, daughter? I think it was my cousin. Who shared it from her in-laws, from their daughter, and I think it was her dad who posted it from someone else that they knew. <laughs> Generations down the line. Generational knowledge. <laughs> that deserves a... <laughs> Alright. Top moment for me, you know, this just happened recently towards the end of the year. You know, we just got, or we just voted in one of the first indigenous premiers of Manitoba. Yeah, Manitoba. Wab Canoe. Yeah. And if you guys all seen that video, if you know, you know, of Wab Canoe busting out a real crisp ass lead. Yeah. That was probably like one of the proud indigenous moments we have had of 2023. Doesn't as a chicken. I know. I've seen him dance chicken. 
Mm-hmm. I've traveled out that way before and I've seen him around. He's pretty good. Nice, nice beadwork, nice outfit. He just got given. I just seen a picture of him wearing a war bond, real crisp black tips. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. It's cool. It's pretty dope. But yeah, that's one of the top moments I think for me is, you know, that's my number three. Wab Canoe, Indigenous Premier of Manitoba, busting out that real crisply. He could sing real good too. Yeah, that video went around. I seen that too. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll post the we'll post the the crisp lead up here. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll kind of go into. I know there's a lot of. There's been like a really big like growth of like indigenous influencers. I've noticed like over the past, let's say five years, but with TikTok and then with Facebook, it's not just like YouTube anymore or anything like that. I think a lot of them are getting a lot more famous through some of their viral videos and stuff like that. Because there's a lot more, like, indigenous TikTok influencers, like, kicking around. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then a lot of people are just, like, getting famous, too, off some of, like, those short reels. And then they're just, like, funny, like, little yeah. clips. So there was the that one guy who's dancing. I call it the Twisted T dance. And he comes in, he's like, I can't do that dance. I'll just let his serious feet squeak while he's dancing. Yeah. So that one, I've seen that one. That one was pretty funny. It made it like, oh. I don't know if he started that or someone else did that, but everyone, who else was with him? I haven't seen like Notorious Creed do like an edit with him in that same video too. It started from that kid and then that kid kind of blew up and like, yeah. I like his name. I'll get the name and then I'll search it up. We'll find the video and we'll post it up here. Yeah, we'll link it so that I can share the actual video. That one is pretty good. I just want to get his name before we, you know. Name Liam? Something Liam. He's on TikTok. That's pretty cool. I just thought of another moment for 2023 that is pretty cool. You don't see it a lot. I just thought of it. So this is the top six now. I think we're only have four. Oh. Anyways, is um we have an indigenous micro wrestler, Wee Man. He goes by Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I've been seeing his videos. I've known him for a long time. You know, he's a real awesome dude. And I think it's just so cool to see the representation in in that. And like, it's just it's really cool. So if you're watching this Wee Man, you know you gotta send this uh. Chief Little Foot T-shirts. Shout out. We're fans. Um, yeah, he redid my bustle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He did my bustle. Good work. So, Moosehide. Yeah, that's some. Does good work. He does real good. Good work. Didn't he just do a special? Yeah, he did a special at Red Deer Powell for. Oh yeah, for his father. Real badass uh, traditional special. A lot of people came up, supported that, so that was awesome. But yeah, that's a top moment for for me for twenty twenty three is seeing that indigenous representation in different areas. You know, some of them are still here, so it's pretty cool to see that. You know, so if you haven't already, go search him up, Chief Lowfoot and Micro Wrestling. Yeah, I see some of his videos that I'm on Facebook. He makes it all over the place. Yeah, yeah, they go on like tour or something. Yeah, they do a tour, dude. Yeah. All the way down there. So, 
don't know. I'm going to talk about something about... There's a couple of videos that are going around from INFR. Yeah. Yeah, that's like... So, if you don't know, um, Indian National Finals Rodeo happens in Vegas. I think it's still in November. But there's some crazy videos, like, that came from that. With everyone going down there and, like, chilling. Not gonna name names. If you know, you know. I'm not even gonna post a video. <laughs> but if you wanna see some crazy stuff, like, INFR usually has crazy stuff happening from, like, that year. So, like, people, like, going out and getting, like, funny things. What is that, the Cowboys and Indians? Basically, Cowboys and Indians. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so, I would share that video, but I'm <laughs> and then, you know, my, my top moment for me for 2023 <laughs> was, uh, I was scrolling down Facebook one day and this post just went viral all over Facebook, you know, some, some TikTok creative video about it too, about replies and like this one guy made a, made a status and this one lady started commenting they started going back and forth real rank comments but that status said and we'll post it up here he was like <laughs> he was like holy fuck you got a big jingle dress yeah <laughs> i seen that post <laughs> top moment for me funny moment for me and it's not even like the it's not even the words itself it's just the way people reacted in the comments. And, you know, we'll show you guys here. But that was a top moment for me. Holy fuck, you got a big jingle dream. <laughs> <laughs> I probably couldn't even lift it. Shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. That's a good one, though. I seen that. But yeah, that was a uh, top moments for me for 2023, and I'm looking forward to the top moments 2024. You know, has already been so. It's already started, man. Dancing on tables. <laughs> that one we went to that round in too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Is that too soon? It happened. <laughs> it is over. No, but that and the people when we went to that round in Canada, the smaller one. And that guy's like, "Let's see you on dance tables. I'm gonna kick you in the face." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Caleb's let him see something. You know, drop kick you off the table. <laughs> oh yeah, that reminds. Me. I can't believe they're still together. Hmm. Because you had this. Okay, you mean you tell me? I was out one day, guys. Got you real good, Richard. Holy fuck, you're still If you ever felt nosy, you're like, oh my god, dude. I was like, your cheeks. It's cold outside. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna just get right into this. Good. Thoughts on overpriced Bieberk. <laughs> <laughs> How overpriced are we talking? In general, overpriced Bieberk. Your thoughts about it. I think it's specific to what I mean by native. Shit. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think there's like. Okay, so overpriced. Not even just like beadwork, like overpriced, like anything like indigenous made. So I think it can go into beadwork. It can also go into like quill work, feather work, like anything. 
all those lines. I feel like there's like a fine line between like the craft like that you do or like the work that you want to put out, you know, and for the the price point for like a lot of people. Like for me, like I feel like you have to build up one like your skill set of like beadwork and also like if it's your own design, so being able to like design something yourself. Cause then you break it down to the beadwork that you're doing. Um if you're designing it and then you know drawing everything out and planning it and then also like supplies. So and then like with the cost of everything going up, like everything's a little bit more expensive. Inflation. Inflation. But I think there's like a fine line between, you know, people who've been, you know, beating for years and years and years and they have like a really good like background and I'd say like portfolio of beadwork that they've done. And that's like their livelihood. And then, you know, when I think about my beadwork, I feel like I try to price like pretty fair. Cause I've also done like I've done like random orders like for bead like for beadwork with whether it's like medallions and that like I've gotten orders from Yanis that like went to New York. Yeah, like went to like uh Toronto, like in stores and stuff. And then also for like for like OVO, like just things like that, you know. So I feel like it depends on like the work that you do and also like the background of beadwork that you've also done. Not just like, oh like I'm gonna make this, I've been beating for a year and I'm gonna price it at like you know, starting at three hundred dollars a month because you know you kind of have to give it to the people who've also been beating like longer than you, and then also with the materials that you're working with or like stuff like that. So I don't know. It's it's hard, like, cause I feel like our work is also like priced down a lot too. So it depends. It depends who you're selling. If you're selling to community, like people in community, you know, rather than sound of like nappy gums, like there could be like a price. Like keep it fair that yeah for people because like you know not everyone could just drop like a couple grand on something like right away but also if you're buying something you should like, pay them like on top when you say you're going to pay them too that's another thing exactly mm-hmm. and if you don't sell if your beadwork doesn't sell because it's overpriced where's the go cry about it then uh Oh, I'm like, this is five. Cry around, eh? <laughs> exactly. I killed it. <laughs> killed that joke. I killed that joke. Sorry, guys. You know, we're still getting used to our soundboard, but uh, that's some good some good insight. What about you? Like, what do you think about, like, overpriced dude work? Oh, man, like, I don't know. Like, it just depends who you are, quality, time. You know, there's a lot of artists out there that have made a good name for themselves, you know, made you know, a big following for themselves and done some really incredible things with their artwork. And, you know, I feel like those people deserve to sell their, their artwork, you know, for an increased price. Yeah. But then, you know, there's other people that are just starting out and, you know, they want to be at that level already. But you got to be patient. You know, you got to have time. You got to take that time to learn, take that time to progress mm-hmm. and you know you got to create that following you know get your name out there when i started doing quote work i did it for dirt cheap just so i can get better and like have my work out there yeah you know so people could say oh shit you know 
he's wearing my earrings. Yeah. And I'll still go around today. You know, I'll see I'll see people wearing my shells. I'll see people wearing my quilt work. Mm-hmm. It's a good feeling. But now, you know, I'm at a point where I can I can charge a little bit more. One, because it's like a dying art. But two, because I've done it a long time and, you know, I'm still progressing. And, you know, mm-hmm. it never stops progressing. There's always something to learn. There's always something to critique about your artwork and yeah but if you're white <laughs> i don't have a hard time doubling <laughs> <laughs> <Harder-ice> for you <laughs> reparations those are my reparation prices <laughs> when i first started like selling quote work i was like i was like 16 and i went to edmonton and i, I went to uh i went to a gig and it was full of like rich non-native people in suits oh yeah yeah and i had some cool earrings on me and i i remember i used to sell them for like 30 40 bucks <laughs> then some one of the guys i was singing with there he's like charge double yeah so like little pair of 30 40 dollar earrings i charged them like 80 90 dollars yeah and they bought it <laughs> and you know some people will do that because they want to support indigenous people and like at the time i was young they wanted to support the indigenous youth, you know, following their ancestral ways with quilt work. Well, that, and I also think that, like, if you do have the extra income where you can support in that way, like, that's, there's nothing wrong, like, with that either. But like I said, like, with, like, beadwork and, like, stuff like that, just, like, make it fair. Like, make it fair for, like other people like i always like think about it too like if someone were to ask me like oh can you do this for me like i always think of like ways to make it like a little bit more manageable like trading and really big on trading like maybe not like everything but something's for sure so like i made this like like this uh, that little breastplate for like my new outfit posted it someone was like oh like is that for sale like no this is mine but if you want i can make another one if you give them a price and they're like, oh, well, would you want to trade for, like, this or that? And, yeah, that's fine. Like, because it works out to about the same like, kind of cost, like, with what they're doing and stuff. So, try to find other ways just because that's, like, how it would be mm-hmm. back in the day. So, trying to bring that back, trying to, like, trade where you can or, you know, some people just can't do that, though, because they can't, af- like, they don't have, they need, like, the cash or something, mm-hmm. you know? So, I think that's only taken into consideration. And it's fine, you know? People can decide what they want to do, how they want to price it. To me, if it's like someone like new that just like wanting to start out, you know, I'll like consider giving them like a discount, you know, take less of a profit and stuff mm-hmm. just to help them out because, you know, it makes me feel good that I can help someone else in their journey of like learning to dance or learning, the, learning the culture. And I think it's more of like, what I've seen people today gripping on to like beadwork or quill work, like when they're just starting to like realize where they're from or who they are, it's identity. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a big thing about identity for people. You know, they want to get some like medallions or start something and just makes them feel good. Yeah. And I also think too that like when you're, you also want your work to like, you know, represent like who you are. Like people are wearing yourself. They don't want to like busting or. You know, having like when you're making stuff for people, like it should be like whenever I think about making something, like what would I wear? Is it gonna last like me? Because I make all my own stuff, so the stuff that I make for myself 
should be just as good as I'm making or better for someone else. Exactly. So, I don't know. Those are my thoughts on, like, overpriced. But then as I see stuff and, like, you know, I think it's good to take into consideration, like, to also, like, learn about, like, your own styles of, like, beat work, like, where you come from, because they all have different, like, you know, whether it's, like, geometric or, like, florals or, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, do we all have, like, our own styles? And, like, traditionally, we didn't even, like, use bees. We used quills, mm -hmm. you know? Or trying to figure out, like, how these things kind of, like, work together and stuff. I don't know. I think just, like, looking back at doing, like, that research, or just ask. Like, you don't have to, like, just ask someone. Like, when you go travel or, like, powwows and stuff. Like, just yeah. ask people. Yeah. That's a good way to get started, too. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How do you feel about dancing in Germany? Dude, I didn't even go to Germany. <laughs> you tried. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought about it. You still could. I thought about traveling to Germany to go to the one of those powers, dude. Go take it down over there. Imagine just getting shafted in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I traveled all this way and I didn't even make top, top 10. <laughs> They're not even native. <laughs> and you still get shafted. <laughs> but I've thought about it. I've, I've seen those videos of people dancing in Germany. Man, they got better outfits than me. Yeah, they're hardcore. I've seen some of their beat work. I won't buy it. Have you heard the drums, though? No. There's uh, there's one drum group in Germany. I think it's Poland. Yeah. And they're called the Wombly Ohikata. Wombly Ohikata singers or something. Holy. And they're like, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how close? Shit. You want me to be truthful? What? Frick. They, they blew the scale, dude. <laughs> Their voices broke my sound bar. That's how crisp they are. Your headphones just fuzzing out after. <laughs> Plugged them in and just blew. <laughs> but. I don't know. I think I think it's cool. You know, I don't think it's. It is what it is at this time. They can literally look at like, they can learn any song, and they can like look at pictures and like redo everything. But oh okay. this is this has been a big topic, especially for twenty twenty three. Pretending. The year is a pretending. Yeah. Well, fucking learning in Blackfoot. No, that's what I've been seeing throughout 2023. You know, non-native people trying to grip onto our culture, saying it's theirs, even though they're not. And you know, I'm not like disrespecting anyone that is finding out their ancestral roots if they're First Nations or something. You know, it's important that they find that. You know, take the steps to do so. But, like, my views, you know, it's our thing. And, like, yeah. powers are, are open for everyone mm -hmm. to a certain point. I think it's cool. You know, we invite them, come spectate, come buy our foods, try out our Indian tacos, try our $5 lemonades. Man, make make lemonades $5 again. <laughs> but I don't even $5 to $7.50. They're 8 bucks. Some places, 10, 12 bucks. Yeah. 
But, um, you know, it's good that they're interested, but also there is a point where it comes respect. Yeah, I think about, um, like, the reason why they're invited is so that they can also learn, because a lot of, like, you think about, like, stereotypes of, like, indigenous people and stuff like that. A lot of these, like, not people when they interact, like, with me or you outside of, like, indigenous events or something, they're weird. Like, you know, they'll, like, if they've never met an indigenous person before, they're almost, like, scared of us. Or they don't talk to us or, like, you know what I mean? But when we're in our outfits and stuff, it's, like, you know, like, oh, that's so awesome and stuff like that. But you can come talk to me there, but you're not going to come say hi to me when I'm just, like, on the street so that's something for them to you know like learn but also be respectful mm-hmm. and then like you said like learn about that stuff. like remember what um where was it was it in denver remember a couple of years ago that lady she touched that traditional she on the with a bus put it on yeah like something like that like that's yeah. the shit that like i don't ever want to see and i've had people like do that too though you know like there's this thing about like learning and then i know we're kind of getting off the topic of like pretendians we'll loop back but just like respect for like in general like just don't touch anybody's stuff like don't ever like touch like anybody's stuff it goes back to last episode when i told you when i went to the airport to do a, a performance oh yeah i'm taking a video and so this yeah. person just came up started playing my drum yeah it's like i wouldn't go i wouldn't go mess around with your suitcase right you get mad Exactly. But yeah, I'm not saying like everyone's like that. You know, we have some really good support throughout our communities from, you know, non indigenous people. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they show respect. You know, they, they ask questions, they learn, mm-hmm. and they're respectful about it. And that's, you know, our main point. And that's like my view about it. But and I met some really nice people, like people who travel, like even from like different cultures from yeah. like Brazil or like Mexico or like wherever, and they'll come and they like really enjoy it. And mm-hmm. They're just kind of happy to be there. And then, you know, when people say that, oh, like, there's times and places where people can, like, participate. Like, there is, you know, like, in your tribals or, like, whatever. Or, like, you can talk to dancers and, you know, kind of take that. It's like a grain of salt where if you go ask questions, like, they might be willing to answer. But it's okay if they don't want to answer either. And, you know, like, don't be offended. Like, you're, they're also not, like, entitled to answer your question. Like, you're kind of just there to, like, chill, right? But, yeah, anyway, back on this pretendian thing, like, it gets complicated, you know? Because there's, like, people who actually, like, are native who want to be native. For her, like, but there's people who are finding out, like, who they are. They didn't grow up, like, on reserves. They didn't grow up, like, in community or, like, around other natives. Like, and that's from, like, a bunch of reasons. We'll get into that. But mm-hmm. people know why, like, through colonization, like, everything. Like, it really took people out. But now there's, like, a resurgence of culture. Like, people want to be more involved. Younger people want to learn, participate, and also, like, teach. So that's, like, a good thing. Like, you know, the organization that you're with, like, Viper. Yeah. They're really about, like, helping out youth, supporting youth and culture. And so, like, there's things like that popping up. But then you see other people who come in um, and they take advantage of that. People, like, because for me, personally, like, if you tell me you're native, like, I'm not an Indian agent. <laughs> like, check in. like, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to take, I'm going to take that for fact that what you're telling me is the truth and I'm not going to 
or judge or anything until like proven wrong. But there's some people who take advantage of that. It's like pretty sick, you know? And it's mostly just for like grants, funding, resources. So it's pretty sad. Clout. Clout. Yeah, like people make videos and they talk about my daily life as a native person and then they go to like, you know, Aritzia. But like, yeah, you know, there's there's right and wrong and, you know, my views is like people wanting to be native when they aren't and taking profit off yeah. of it. You know, they, they learn our ways and then they want to teach it and then they want to make profit. That just don't sit right with me. You know, you're more than welcome to come learn, but you like, you know. Keep it for yourself or share it to your friends and family. But like, you know, don't take advantage mm-hmm. of what is meant for our people. You know, it's we're meant to share it to others. You know, we're meant to share it to our younger generation and the upcoming generations. And, you know, the ones that are lost, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that are still reconnecting, you know, you are never too young or you're never too old to, you know, learn about our culture. You know, there, like we said, you know, there's. There's uh, different things that happened throughout the le- the years of, of life and, you know, that made it hard for other people to find out who they are and, you know, where their roots come from as Indigenous people. So, yeah, something to think about and look at. You know, that was a big topic in 2023. Yeah. You know, I'm sure we'll, we'll see more about that this year, too. But, you know, if you're listening, you know, for the, the ones reconnecting, you know, it's never too late. You know, reach out, ask questions, you know, even if we can help, help you guys like learn something, you know, feel free to reach out to us, you know, send a message, comment on our videos and, you know, we'll try to get to that at some point when we have a bigger following. I'd like to like, you know, read some comments and add yeah. and as we go through, but you know, we're still growing just like the people here and, uh, yeah, that was another topic. Yeah. I also think too, like, you know. I always want people to feel like supported, especially when they go to events, like people who are reconnecting. That's the only way that you can like, I feel sometimes that you can reconnect. It's just meeting and being like with other people, like other indigenous communities, whether it's like a powwow, whether it's like I'm ceremony, if you get invited or, you know, wherever you're from, I'm like participating like in those ways. And that's the only way that like, you'll really truly like, make those connections then you're able to ask questions be able to make friends or like if you don't have like that family connection then there's your opportunity to like have those family ties they may not be blood relations but a lot of times like your friends and stuff like become your family you know or like those communities become your family so like those are ways that people can reconnect is just finding out like it's not um because all of those friendship centers like all over canada you know so just googling and seeing if they have programming there's lots of youth organizations that um are across like well vancouver but even out east like in the states they have programs and stuff there's events that are happening so even just like looking and doing research on those to see what program like how we do powwow night you know we do powwow night every tuesday at the friendship center people come out for that and then we bring in other stuff like that one week we did round dance yeah, how night half round as as is something different, you know, because a lot of people don't see those out here. So trying to introduce that like in small ways, but just for people who 
um, are wondering how to like reconnect is like just go participate or go like learn go to the place where everybody is because those resources are for them you know yeah and you know that kind of brings up like another thing too for me it's like if you have answers or like you hold that knowledge of like whatever it is craft you know whether it's like you know stories or whatever you know don't be a knowledge hoarder you know oh yeah share your, your experiences you know teach be willing to teach mm-hmm. you know be willing to teach you know i know some people that have asked people to like teach them to do quote work and they're like oh no no i can't teach you that and i'm just like what's the point you know like why do you do why do you do quilt work then like why do you do beadwork why do you do all these crafts if you're not going to teach it you know it's just going to die out then yeah and i've that's something that i've like thought about too especially you know having the opportunity to learn like someone like my friend lisa shout out to lisa taught me how to bead you know like her inviting me over and teaching me how to just do like little like beading things and then now be able to do like bigger projects and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't know how to do that unless she didn't take the time to like teach me and like sit down and like, you know, do that for me. Right. And yeah, sometimes I don't understand. Like I've had that happen. I've seen that happen before where like I was in school and these students wanted to do a workshop and someone was really good at this one thing and they wanted them to teach it and they wouldn't. And it's like, no, like, and, and that's because like, and it's, and I don't like, I don't like the, uh, the reason that like, oh, well, that's their source of income. So it's like, well, but you should teach it. It's not like all these other people are going to start a business specifically for that. They probably just want something for them, you know? So yeah. it's weird. I've heard people say, oh, it's sacred. You know, well, like, if it's so sacred, it's going to die. You know, generations to come, you know, <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, if you don't, if. If they're so sacred, you know, they're just going to die out. Yeah, that's true. You know, we have elders. We have people that are willing to teach these things and, like, carry it on. You know, it's not us that are going to carry it on. It's the next generation. We got to yeah. teach them. And then, you know, when it's their time, when they're our age or they're older, they got to teach the oncoming younger generation. Yeah, exactly. And that's just how things are supposed to unfold. Exactly. It just, like, went, like, real... <laughs> It, it's gonna die. I don't think about how you know. <laughs> oh, my it's true. No, like it just sounded fun. It's, it's like language, you know. You know what? Like everyone doesn't, you know, there's a lot of people out there that struggle with language. Oh, yeah. And, you know, our our elders and like our knowledge keepers and like the old, the ones that know the language, they're getting old. Yeah. They're like, you know, sorry to say, they die. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. it's true and you know it's and it's not just up to up to them it's up to like you know the parents it's up to the younger generation to take that initiative to go and seek it it's also like the community too right because especially like with language you know having access to that like people have to take advantage of it like it's hard like for for me, for example, learning language, like, to learn, like, Nitsipuas and, like, the Blackfoot language, it's hard here because I don't have any, I don't have a lot of other Blackfoot speakers. And to learn the language, 
you need to be fully integrated into like people just need to talk to you in like Blackfoot 24 7. That's the best way to learn. That's like how it's been like studied is like to go in like a language spot and just be surrounded by it. That's the way that you learn it the fastest. Um, but a lot of people don't have access to that. So, you know, and the, you can take online classes and stuff and those are good. Uh, but if, if you're not practicing it every day, then it's hard. It, it's hard because I'm mean, not even be saying it right. <laughs> right? I'm new myself then. Right. Like, not even Blackfoot. <laughs> One thing that's, like, made it easier for me to learn, like, language and stuff is singing. Yes. You know, learning songs and then, like, learning the meaning behind it. Like, learning what each word means. You know, if you learn a song, don't just sing it. Learn the word. Learn it. You know, learn the meaning, not just, like, sing it because you like it. I mean, sing it because you love it and like it, but, like, learn the meaning, and then you know a little bit more about, you know, your culture. Yeah, because I was thinking about that, um, you know, all that Young Spirit song where they're counting in Cree. Yeah, you know, like, stuff like that. Like, kids listen to it, then they, even though it's, like, the tune of the song, then they know how to count to ten. You know, yeah. just something like that, because it's pretty interesting. But it's cool how, like, in songs and stuff, like, you can integrate, like, those types of learning. Yeah, and then one thing I just, like, recently heard, too, you know, is, like, the spelling. Mm, don't be too focused on the spelling, you know? We didn't spell it. Our people did. <laughs> you know, our people back in the, in the camps, they didn't sit there and write, write syllabics and, like, the words, you know? So, like, oh, what does this say? You know, don't be, don't be so serious on, like, how it's spelled, you know? Say it how it's pronounced. You know, say it how you spell it how you hear it. Yeah, just that's what I heard. You know, just spell it how you hear it, and you know, just keep going, keep trying your best. You know, shout out to the the knowledge keepers and the people that are willing to teach our communities and like our people. Yeah, because that's an important part that like they have too, and a lot of people really work hard to like preserve that stuff. You know, like a lot of people are trying, and I feel like a lot of people don't get like a lot of recognition for that too. It's a very proud moment, and it deserves a. <laughs> I was going to ask you a question. Uh, no, no, I can't remember. Flew away. It just goes like that sometimes, you know? I guess so. What was there? Let me check it out. Hey, really? <laughs> uh, you know... Something that I've been thinking about and like some people been commenting it and stuff and it's like we love the funny moments. We love, you know, we love the serious moments and we just like love uplifting our people and like teaching. You know, just don't be shy to reach out, you know, just reach out to us or, you know, if you need help finding connections or something, you know, just comment below reach out you know we'll try our best to help any way we can mm -hmm. and you know eventually in the later videos you know some some hot topics have been like regalia making or like what goes into it or how can i get started yeah so keep an eye out for that and yeah well i think too like like i had people ask me like you know people wanted to start out and they don't know what to start with or whatever um 
you know, have someone coming over this week, they're going to start their outfit. I think they're going to dance grass. Mm-hmm. So there's like going over like the design of like what they need and then also um, trying to figure out like, you know, what colors they want to use, kind of fabric that they need. Because it takes a lot. People don't realize because you have to like really plan it out because you don't want to buy like too much stuff, like too much fabric or yeah. whatever, and you end up with a bunch of you're not going to use it all. So it's trying to figure out how to like plan that. So I don't know. Yeah. There's no plan of attack when it comes to crafting. Just do it. Figure it. Pick up a needle, get some thread, get some beads, and just do it. Yeah. You can get beads at Dollar Store. You have YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> search up YouTube. You know, if you search up, if you, I'm sure everybody uses YouTube to like, you know, look up how to do something. You know, I, I use YouTube how to put lights in my car. It's true. I use YouTube and a fix my car. You know, there's YouTube videos on how to tan a hide. There's lots of YouTube videos on how to feed. It's even like feather work. Yeah, everything. So, you know, use the resources that we have. Yeah. Especially today's generation in society. Everything's so accessible, but it's not so accessible. You know me? You feel me? Yeah. For knowledge keepers, don't let YouTube be more accessible than you. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> All right. So I remember what I was going to say. About Res Road. <laughs> oh, man. Res Road. Well, I, I know Res Roads are either really good or really bad driving in your car. <laughs> <laughs> I have no love. My suspensions are just straight fucked on my car. You've been driving through the city. I really hit a, hit a bump. But reservations, yeah, shit. I've done a lot of traveling, a lot of reservations, and some places don't even have roads, dude. They don't have roads. It's just dirt. Just dirt and grass. Yeah. So uneven. You know, man, I don't even remember. Oh. I think I was in Ontario one time. I think I was in... I don't even remember the reservation. It was like some like Ojibwe. Something really long. Okay. And I remember we were traveling and... It was a gravel road. But it was not maintained. It was like cracked. There's holes. There's like big chunks of... Yeah. Of concrete off to the side. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm still going like <laughs> 10 kilometers an hour just trying to go real slow so just don't hit it. I know there was, uh, we went to standoff, the bar in the standoff, and like some of those roads are pretty rank. Like I remember um, my mom's car, so it was a Chrysler, she's a different car now, but pretty low. Yeah. And we almost thought we had to turn around because we didn't think, we thought it was going to get like, um, high centered or whatever on some of those holes and i was just like god damn so these roads are rain but then when i moved here uh we went to capres they got like park royal and stuff and we were driving to there and I'm like this is the reserve I was like, this is dirt but loud it's like they got speed bumps <laughs> all the roads are paved like, the holes are fixed yeah it's really <laughs> nice it's the nicest road so if i was gonna do like uh they got some you know, this is this is this could be a moment for our viewers to comment. You know, comment comment the worst res roads on reservation. Like what's the worst reservation with the worst res roads? I think I said that right. 
Might have. I think when I was driving through, um, I was driving to Gone. I was driving to Gone this past, oh, I don't know, was it April or May? I don't know. So not in the early spring. We were driving through uh, now, some Navajo Riz. It's really big. Holy shit, that long, that road was really long. Like for like half the day, we were driving to that res, and then it started getting dark. So the high beams on. And the road wasn't bad. Like it's a highway. Like it's not like it's a decent road. It's paved. Like it's a highway, but it's only two lanes. But then sometimes, like there's just like a big pothole, and it's literally like the space a table. Yeah, it's just a big hole, but you don't see it. So I was just like swerving around it because I hit one and I didn't know. But yeah, it was like that. So once in a while, you have to pay attention. It's pretty scary. Yeah, one time I almost had a res dog too before. Those res dogs just come running out. Oh, I've seen a few get bumped. They bite tires. For real, some of those dogs in Santa, if they bite tires, they... My grandma's dog, his name is Mikey. He just pretends to get... Like, he'll he'll get bumped, but he's okay. And he walks. Is he pretending? He's pretending because then he, well, you see him like a couple of he's walking. <laughs> but it's true. They're driving around and um, she was my dad and she was with um, my dad's cousin. And then there was like this thing running and then they're all in those res robes and it was running. She's like, what is that? Like what? And then it was this dog, and it had a little yellow raincoat on, and then it was running. Yeah, I have barbed wire fences. Yeah, it tried to jump, and then Jack it got caught on that barbed wire fence, and it just rolled across the road. But then it just got up, and then it kept running. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. You see some weird stuff on the res too. You do see some weird stuff on the res. In um, in Brockett, shout out to Sylvester. This guy named Sylvester Brockett, he's like the Brockett Uber. <laughs> if you call him, he'll go to Fort McLeod for you and go pick up like AW. I made a town and he'll drive you back. Uber, Uber on the res. As my grandpa was saying, he's like, yeah, this guy named Sylvester, he just drives stuff back in town for you. And then he got me cussing around your leg. Well, at least they have it. <laughs> That's, it's good that they have it. <laughs> I don't know. What's some stuff you see on the news and see anywhere else? Oh man, some uh, some stuff I've seen on the res that I don't see anywhere else. I I went to this one place before, and there is no res dogs. All I've seen were res cats, dude. I've seen like thirteen cats on the res, and like absolutely no dogs. That's weird. I think it was. I think it was like northern Manitoba. Where's And then this is like something, another moment that I've seen on the res, you know. It was at a powwow. I was in White Dog, Ontario. And you know how people joke about res dogs getting stuck together? Yeah. I've seen that happen. <laughs> so, you know, we're at the powwow. And it was the, I think it was the arena director. He had his, he had his RV up on the hill. He was the only one up there. Yeah. And he had his two dogs, their pups, 
one was father and one was the son <laughs> and all of a sudden you know we're just we're just at the pound and then all of a sudden i heard something i just heard dogs squealing i look up and those dogs are just stuck together <laughs> it was uh <laughs> So I don't know, people might think this story's fake, but it's a hundred percent real. My grandparents, they had this dog named Rambo. Little white dog. Kinda looks like our dog now in June, a little white dog. Um my mom and my uncle at the racetrack they seen this dog and they were telling my uh grandpa, they were like, Oh, uh, can we take this dog home? He's like, No, you leave that dog here, you don't take it home or whatever. But they had the horse trailer because he's called the racetrack. They put that dog in the horse chair and then they took it home. And then my grandpa opened up and it's just a puppy. He jumped out. He's like, you took this damn dog home. He's mad at it. But anyway, he ended up liking him because it lived with them and stayed up. <laughs> so I had this dog named Rambo. Um, and one winter, it was really cold. And so they were um, outside. And I don't know. The uncle went outside or something. He seen this dog. And it was frozen. He froze alive, and then he was like, oh, Rambo died. And everyone was real sad, and you know, like, the ground's frozen. You didn't have to do anything. You have to leave it, because you can't bury him. So, you know, my grandma was like, oh, well, I'll move him. I'm like, you know, because I don't know. I think he was in the yard or something. But he was in, and, like, he was, he was dead. Oh, he died. And then, um, anyway, a couple days later, my grandpa was going to go check on that dog, and it was gone, and he was like, Ah, oh, I think something got like very coyotes or whatever. Yeah, and then, and even a couple of days later, it passed. Like, no shit, that dog was running. <laughs> it sawed out. It sawed out. But it lived, so it was still alive after. So that dog was pretty hardcore. I can't believe that. That's pretty cool. That's the only thing. So, do you might think it's fake? It's real. There's another thing too. This summer, I got bit by a red dog. My whole life. And then I finally got bit by a Riz dog at my grandma's house in standoff. We were there and I thought it was real mean. And then, I don't know, we we're unpacking the car. We finally made it out there and that dog was just too fast. And I had like this little towel and I was whipping it at it so it wouldn't come near me. Because it's real mean. Yeah, it started nipping you. But then it ran around back and it got me in the back of the leg. And I was like, oh. And I was like, I don't know shots or like whatever she could get something <laughs> i don't know um but yeah so then i had to go into town and go get a um a technus and yeah so i don't know we got a pirate's dog do we got a pirate's dog mm, not really like i stayed in muscochis one time for like a week when i was younger and I, I can't remember if I told this story on the last podcast or not, but I stayed in, uh, stayed in Muscochise and the family there, they had a daughter and she was a little younger than me at the time. And we biked to the Taco Bell and we went down one of the town site roads and this little chihuahua started chasing after me and started biting my ankles. And I, I had a water bottle on me, so I just whipped it at it. And, it and then we went to Taco Bell, or Taco Time. We went back to the house, and that little girl was like, I need that water bottle. She made me go back and get it. But that dog was nowhere to be seen, so it was chill. Oh, 
Man, I think I said I think I told it on the podcast. I think you just told me. Oh. I don't remember. Maybe. Well, I told the people now. My friend, uh, my friend's mom had this little dog. Kind of, I think it was a little chihuahua. It was a small dog, really mean. His name was Ross. And we used to call him Uncle Ross. <laughs> but he always used to sit with, like, my friend's mom and, like, in the van. He sat in the passenger. And no one was able to sit there because he'd get mad. And if you'd go near my friend's mom, he'd start trying to, like, barking and start growling and stuff. So yeah. couldn't even go near her or, like, go around her. That dog would just start beating over me. Even though he's a city dog, he's pretty red. It's real mean. Man, what's with all these, like, res names? Like, Mikey, Ross, Rambo. I know. <laughs> when I had dogs, it was like Shrek, Jacko, Prince of Hell. He took baby shit. Rest in peace, Princess. Princess was a good dog. I like that. Princess was chill. That's like one of the children. Even my mom liked that dog. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, those are some pretty great topics we talked about today. You know, the top five, top six moments of 2023. You know, pretendians, you know, <laughs> Germany, Germany, res dogs. And just like crafting and uplifting our people with knowledge and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we'll end off with Black Hills Power. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, if you uh, if you haven't seen, I'm pretty sure almost everybody's seen it. But like Black Hills Power this, this past year. You know, they, they it's something different that no one's really ever seen before. They did a, a showcase. Mm. And I can't remember totally how it went down, but it was the men's fancy dancers versus the women's fancy dancers. And it was just very wicked. You know, you I'm sure you guys all have seen that video. And, you know, we'll find it and we'll, we'll upload a little clip here. Yeah. But, um... You know, all the men's fancy dancers showcased and they were all in sync. Yeah. And the uh, same with the women. Oh, it was just badass. Yeah, I remember seeing those videos. It's like, it didn't look real. Like, it looked like, it was, it was like they practiced, but they didn't. They all just kind of went out there. They, they just did it. Yeah. They rocked it. And, you know, that's a, that's a bucket list for me. Black Hills is a, is a power I want to go check out for yeah. the first time. Hopefully this year, I always tell myself, I'm going to go. I haven't made it yet. So maybe maybe this year. Yeah, I think one of the next episodes is going like a list. The perfect power trail. Where you'd start and where you'd end. Yeah, yeah. Probably closer to the summer too. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about the power trail list because there's already one forming. Yeah. There's already one forming. You know, there's already a bunch of save the dates out there. Yep. You know, uh, we're hosting the Palo and Mission BC this year with our, our crew Vipers. So it's going to be a competition Palo. So keep your, your ears out. You know, we're going to host a real badass Palo this year. So come on out, you know, something different, something away from the prairies. You know, so keep an ear out. You know, come take a little vacay while you come enjoy some Palo, some songs, some dance. And calling it a Palo by the sea. <laughs> There's no C by mission. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Just cattle field. <laughs> that'll be a good pal. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's it for now. Yeah. And uh, you know, don't forget to like, 
smudge and subscribe. And if uh, you um, if you liked anything throughout our video and you know our audio podcasting, you know comment below what you want to hear next. You know comment below about some right res roads and yeah, nice. As Matt would say, stay blessed. <laughs> Get him on. <Watson. laughs>